another episode of Untrue Crime, where fiction meets felonies. I'm Belle DeWing. And I'm Alexandria Parker. Today's episode includes content warnings for sexism, domestic violence, and brief mentions of rape. This is your fair warning that this podcast uses explicit language before someone walks in at the wrong time. As a last warning, today's episode includes topics of sexism, domestic violence, and brief mentions of rape. Let's get this started, shall we? We shall. In our last episode, we discussed fictional events from over a thousand years ago. Today, we're discussing fictional events from just a few years ago in our own world. Many people may not remember 2018 very fondly, but that really depends on your standpoint on it. It was the last year of true normalcy, as in December 2019, COVID would begin affecting America as we know it. Florida's biggest hurricane this year was Hurricane Michael, the year prior being Hurricane Irma. Of course, other hurricanes occurred, but these were the biggest ones within these two years. Without getting into politics, it otherwise seemed like a normal year for just about everyone, unaware of their approaching lockdowns. However, there were a few people whose lives got turned around in 2018, most notably Adam Pearson, whose problems began far before 2018. Not famous nor noteworthy, this solved case is best recorded through the trial recordings in which they were involved. We're following a case of attempted first-degree murder and possession of a controlled substance, Pearson v. Florida. The trial began December 13, 2018. We'll cover the details of our defendant, Adam Pearson, first. Those that are passionate about the legal system, please be warned, because I will get some sections of it wrong here. This is why it's untrue crime and not true crime. Adam Pearson, 20 male, was born and raised in Michigan. He graduated high school and opted to move to Miami, Florida to pursue a business opportunity at his cousin's mattress store. He claims to have moved from Michigan to Florida with his girlfriend, Vienna Ledron, who dropped out of high school on her own will to follow him. That brings us to our next party, the victim. Vienna Ledron, 19 female, on September 30, 2018, was hit by Adam Pearson's truck while walking home from the bus stop. A neighbor saw her texting while on the sidewalk before the truck came flying around the corner, hit her, and flew down off the road. It was notably swerving as it did so. His truck was later found to have bits of her flesh and bones stuck in it, though an attempt My for God. it to clean- Did you not know that? When someone gets hit with no. a car, their flesh becomes in- like, gets into the little creases of Ew! It. That's so nasty! So what happened here is it was a really rushed job, so he basically took the hose and was like- spraying it down on the highest mode, the mode that kind of knocks you over. But what happens there is it just tucks behind the hood. So you can get the blood off really easily, but you need a really deep scrub to get, like, bits of flesh and bone off. Bone. Bones? Bone. Really? Bones? Yeah. That's... I mean, you get hit with a truck. Did she live? Yeah. <laughs> she testified. Well, good for her. She's stronger than I am. Her bones are in someone's truck, and she's just like, yeah, I'm going to testify. Okay. I'd be terrified to appear in court. Me too. And then I guess what most likely happened is she got subpoenaed. (laughs) Probably. turned up and was like, hey, everyone, it's me. That's that's me, the girl whose bones are in the car. In the truck. Though if I got hit by a truck i would also want to come be like yeah no if that I dude su- hit me with a car if i survived being hit by a truck i would absolutely be like that guy hit me with a truck i'm just what the fuck i wasn't aware that you know someone could get their flesh and bones stuck in someone's stuck grill, in a car grill yeah. their car and then survive i figured 
if your bones are stuck in the grill of someone's car, you're... It's gonna be a People can road. survive a weird amount. That's true. People are weirdly resilient. They, they are. And she is notably determined to be alive. I love and it for her. I, I also love it for her. She... Oh, look, we get to discuss her injuries next. Oh, good. She broke and fractured multiple bones along with a major brain injury and was placed into a medically induced coma for two weeks while her body attempted to recover. She confirmed that it was his truck, however, is not an entirely reliable witness. This references a previous case against Adam Pearson in which she drunkenly entered the police station to claim that he had raped her. Does that make her an unreliable witness? Well, we're getting into why it's an unreliable witness. Oh. Okay. I know, I know, and it's tragic, and this is where the sexism warning comes in. Fuck. I know. In 2017, this case proved Pearson innocent. During this case, Pearson's lawyer pressed on Ladron's mental health. She had frequent attention-seeking behavior, was very sexually promiscuous, and evidence was brought up for her being a pathological liar. Character witnesses on both sides were able to confirm this, through kind words or through not. Her sexual promiscuity was furthered by her career, as at the time, she was a shots girl. The case was dismissed with Pearson being innocent. One of Ladron's character witnesses, Vanessa Genart, claims that the only reason that he won was because he got the big fancy lawyer and had control of her finances. It should be fuck noted this that guy. Lady- yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Obviously, he's guilty. Feel it in my soul. Awesome. Awesome. I don't know what the episode title is yet, but right now it's a pun, and I sincerely hope that we all recognize that he's probably guilty based off of the pun I made. I think that you should, just in case you do end up changing the episode title, I think you should tell everyone right now what the current episode title is. No. Okay. Oh! Sorry, wait. Well, I guess I can. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's more of a written pun. Adempted. Adempted. Adam, Adam did? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It makes sense. It makes sense when you see it. It doesn't make sense when you say it. Yeah. Okay. Ladron, in this case, did have a public defender. She did not hire a lawyer. She had a public defender that came to defend her. He had a lawyer. He had hired a big, big shot lawyer, and that is what Vanessa Genart was claiming: is that he had won because he hired a big fancy lawyer. However, Ladron had her own finances, bank account, and money distributed between them. Service level seemed consensual along with their relations. There was no reason to doubt that they weren't. Yeah, except that she says that it wasn't. <laughs> she showed up and was like, hey, help me. And they were like, this? No. Looks- you know what? You're a sex worker, so I don't believe you. I hate people. It's Florida. I know that this would happen. That's the worst thing, is that I can guarantee you that a case exactly like this probably exists in Florida. Probably. We did not take any inspiration from anyone's real cases. No, we didn't. No, that's not something we do. This is all us, baby. That's a slight lie. I took inspiration on the case last time from a real bog body, because I didn't actually know where in peat bogs like i could i didn't know enough about the science behind it so i the the story is original and my own but like i didn't know enough about science and relating to bog bodies to completely come up with something utterly original i will so say I, I did look up quite a bit about the legal system 
So but I we guess took inspiration from that. <laughs> I took inspiration from the legal system. Yeah. yeah. Ladrons, shortly thereafter, was temporarily jailed and tried for wrongful report of a crime. She ah! took a plea. <laughs> what was that? That was my that was my distress call. Oh, okay. I feel like I should make that into a constant sound, and every time something distressing happens, I'll edit it in. Yeah, yeah. Rah! Rah! Please cut that out. <laughs> I have a lot. No! She took a plea and was required to attend mandatory treatment for a year. In mental health services, I mean. Upon returning in 2018, she had returned to Pearson. Only six months went by before she was hit with his truck. You'd think that this would make them revisit the case. Nope. No. That's not happening. Why would anyone ever listen? Why, w- why would they punish the man when the woman is sexy? She's exactly. so hot. Why would we punish him for if her being hot? If she's hot, then, you know, that's just This is all sarcastic. Is, yeah, we I was just about to say this all is all so We're for bitter. sex workers. I support sex workers. I know it's not legal where I live, but I support them anyways. Actually, some types of sex work are legal where I live, I believe. I think it, it depends. I, I think prostitution itself is illegal, unless except yeah, in prostitution itself, but here in our country. You know. Yeah. Anyway, oh, um, <laughs> what we are trying to express is that, that 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 is all sarcasm. Obviously, hot people don't deserve to be raped. No one deserves to be that raped. Was, no one deserves to be raped at all, even rapists. And yeah, it just don't don't do it. It's not good. It's one of the most heinous crimes. Though deemed unreliable in the cases prior, Ledron was able to be deemed a reliable witness this time around as she had continued her work on her mental health by herself. With a psychological evaluation from both her outpatient therapist and a court-ordered psychologist on record, she was cleared to have reliable evidence with reasonable caution to be taken. Go her. Man, Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine having recorded do not trust this woman and then going, no, you have to trust me. Imagine having that on your record and then somebody commits a crime against you and, like, no one listens to you. She's so smart for continuing her work with mental health because imagine if she didn't. Imagine if she didn't. Yeah. She was able to retell the story of how she got to Miami, which lined up with the one that she had told in her 2017 cases. Again, furthering the fact that she was most likely not lying during this case. (sighs) She claimed that she had never been the girlfriend of Pearson, but she was his best friend. She said that she made a quick, irrational decision to drop out and follow him. She confirms that he told her that he was following a business opportunity, but she was not sure what it was, and she didn't ask questions about it. She claims that she found it annoying that he continuously called her his girlfriend, and other witnesses confirmed this, as they regularly corrected his lawyer on the stand. Ladron pushed this standpoint and told the court that she identified as a lesbian. This was brought up in her 2017 case, but it was claimed to be a lie then. It did not hold much ground in this case, so it was not argued. Why would they sit and debate her sexuality in court? I feel like there's one person that knows <laughs> that, and that's her. She <laughs> sat there and was like, this was not consensual, I'm gay, and I don't understand why I would ever consent to this. And they were like, but you, you show your, your tatas off, do you not? To men? 
Uh, yeah. You you want male attention? Hmm. Hmm. So it was not argued in this case, but in the last case it did hold relevancy because they were using it to determine that she was lying. She was not lying. Her so standpoint stupid. on her lesbianism has not changed, and she still actively identifies as a lesbian. At first, this did seem like a cut-and-dry case. The car was confirmed by the neighbor that had called 911, a bright blue truck that had deliberately turned to hit her. This was confirmed by two other witnesses who had seen it speeding off after hearing the yelling. The car itself was parked in the garage rather than outside and was clearly attempted to be washed. It was not done thoroughly. Again, traces of her flesh and bone were on the hood along with hair strands that matched the color of her hair. His fingerprints were the last ones on the wheel and the transmission stick. However, there was one piece of evidence that could not be explained, and that was the short, blonde strands of hair that belonged to a close friend of Ladron's, Leonard Marchand. Leonard Marchand, 19 male, was asked to testify. What was interesting about this testimony was that Marchand had to have multiple character witnesses called on for him after it, not for, not for Ladron or Pearson, for him, because he seemed willfully ignorant. He answered questions with a very chipper tone, no matter what it was, and he seemed just joyful to be alive in the court case against someone that assaulted his friend. He claimed that he had only been in the truck once or twice and that he was never in the driver's seat because he didn't have his driver's license. He then admitted that he had driven a car before and asked not to be arrested. Authorities did not arrest him. He was also a character witness for Ledron, but did not prove to be much help. His testimony was praising her, but showcased some clear lack of judgment for most sections of his life. For instance, he said that he appreciated that she had helped him with finances. He backed this up by telling the investigator that he put special gas into his boyfriend's car on multiple occasions because he wanted his current boyfriend's car to quote-unquote eat good as a treat, and that she was the one that told him to stop doing that, preventing him from having to buy new cars for his boyfriend after filling them with premium gas and ruining the car. That is so funny. Can premium gas ruin a car? Yeah, absolutely. But it was just diesel. Like, if you put di the wrong, like, diesel in it, it can ruin If the you car. put the wrong kind of gas in a car, it, if you drain it out pretty much immediately, but if you keep doing it like this dumbass kept doing, you know it was never just one time that he put premium gas in the car. That's true. He was putting My that car. shit in. He was like, oh, good car! Yay! I know you can al I thought you could always go up and get like better gas, like premium gas, but you're not supposed to go down. Like I know my car, you can only buy premium gas for it, which is so annoying. But I thought like for like a regular, for like a car that can take regular gas, that can also take premium, but it can't. They might not be able to. I didn't look it up. And okay. we all know that I use regular gas. I'm okay. terrified to put anything but regular gas in my car. I know diesel. To my understanding, put diesel in. This dude is an idiot. He probably saw a different color that he liked better and was like, ooh, it's special. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, the different colored handle is the diesel handle, so, okay. Yeah. He's putting diesel in there. Okay, got it. He's not very smart. No, but he's kind of an icon. He kind of is. I scrapped one of his, I had originally included part of his testimony, and he kept asking if he could talk to Miss Ladron from across the room while he was on stand. Because they asked if they were friends. And he said, I don't know, are we? And the judge had to continuously tell him that he could not ask her questions while on the stand. 
I I love it. I love him. He's so he's he's very cute. I understand why he has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. As he was notably not of the intelligent variety, many chose to dismiss the hair in the truck that pertained to him. Investigators' best guesses were that hair had gotten stuck on the drum while she was at work. She had gotten into the truck at one point and it had fallen in there. There was no other explanation they, for it. They work at the same place. They do. Yeah, they're coworkers. That was also included in the cut. The cut p- portion is that he called her his work bestie. <laughs> he said that she does not like to be called work wife because she's not straight. And then he can he tried to also prove that she was a lesbian by stating personal details on her life, and she did not like that. Oh dear. Could not speak to him because he was on the on the stand. Yep. Pearson's lawyer, the same one as the 2017 case, mind you attempted to claim that he should be tried for second-degree murder instead of first, as this may not have been premeditated. There was no way to tell. However, this claim was promptly squashed, as the two had been recorded getting into an argument for multiple days prior. Many people that worked alongside the two, without hearing one or another, were able to recount how separately upset the two were over it. Their text messages were indicative of this argument as well. When police were called, Pearson was out of his mind drunk, which would explain the swerving of the car, along with the rash decision. He reacted angrily to the cops being there, spitting curses about how Ladron was quote-unquote doing this again, most likely referencing the fact that she had attempted to take him to court once for potential abuse. He continued to act aggressively until sober. Probable cause was met, as multiple clear demonstrations of aggression were made. Pearson's lawyer argued that this was a drunken state and could also make a claim for that this was not premeditated. This was a drunken, poorly made decision. He did like his friend, presumably. However, texts were also found with threats made against Ladron's life on his phone to a friend, along with vulgarities in relation of what he wanted to do to her. It appeared that he was unsure, as he listed multiple. Ew. Yeah... Pearson's lawyer was attempting to negotiate a better deal for him when Ladron approached the state lawyer, holding an old-looking phone in her hand. She asked to sit with someone, and upon sitting down, told them that she had a vital piece of evidence, but was afraid to give it to them. She was able to negotiate a deal in which she could get out of the charges she turned him in for, given the present situation. What she presented was a burner phone in which he was texting others about deals he was making. Drug deals. She said that she had been to three or four of the spots, but she was scared that she would get turned in as well. Investigators and police quickly launched into action. The mattress store in which he worked was promptly investigated and proved to be a cover location for pushing cocaine. Where I will was say, it? Was it in the mattresses? So, <laughs> you know that thing that we said about not taking inspiration from real-life stories? This uh-huh. is totally a reference to the... The company that I will not name here, the the conspiracy theory that they're all money laundering schemes, because that's what they do is they'll do something and then they'll they'll move the money there. So the cocaine does not necessarily have to come from there, but that's how they logically were like, yeah, this is how I make my money. I I do mattress sales and I get a commission from that. So okay, I was yeah, wondering if it makes sense why I'm getting large amounts of uh, large sums of money to the bank at one point in time. I was wondering if they hid the cocaine in the mattresses. Like there was I don't think that would make them comfortable. And comfortability well, they're, they're is the there for display only. You don't know. Maybe they sold one or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we we sold the cocaine mattress. God damn it. Shit, fuck. God damn it, Adam, you sold the cocaine mattress. You were supposed to sell the co- mattress without the cocaine in it. 
It's kind of lumpy. Okay, Princess and the Pea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? I kind of like that about it. I'm going to take it. Okay. Adam. 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 That was the wrong fucking mattress, Adam. You when just you sold the green tag. 100 grams of cocaine in one mattress. Do you know how much you sold it for? 200 bucks. That was $2 per gram of cocaine. <laughs> His cousin running the store was tried and prosecuted as well, though did not have attempted murder charges against him. He did not attempt to kill anybody. This guy did. Good. Presumably. In addition to the first-degree murder charge, he was now looking at possession of a controlled substance as well. As Ladron had turned in the evidence, along with having no evidence against her for owning the cocaine, she was able to walk free. Woo! She walked! I'm happy for her. As she should. I, I would also be afraid to be like, hey, there's like a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. Do you mind yeah, if I, I don't get in trouble I don't for this? Jail for that. I'm like terrified of this guy and... You know, I tried to get y'all to con- recognize the abuse, but you didn't. You wouldn't. And so I just had to. So wait I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna hope now. She is brave. She's ballsy. I'll, I'll give oh, her yeah. that. I wouldn't have done that. I would have been like, Ooh, That's very brave. Smash that phone. Yeah. And then run. Go back to Michigan. Luckily for us all, the verdict was that Adam Pearson was to be sentenced to maximum security prison for life, along with restitution for Vienna Ledron. She got money. Hell yeah. Many of the people in the court looked at her when the sentence was said. Despite being quoted as a dramatic person, as many of her character witnesses stated in multiple of her court cases, because apparently she had three. Instead, the dramatic party was Pearson, who began to fight with authorities and screamed at Ledron on his way out, similar threats to the ones that he had wished to do to her over text. She sat silently until walking out and presumably went to the chapel. She was later seen exiting a few hours later with a close friend of hers and went on to buy a Corvette with her newly found restitution money. She continued oh, to yeah. attend therapy. She bought a car! She's like, a large sum Here's of money. She <laughs> <laughs> deserves a Corvette out of all of this. I, I will include this personal detail because I know more about this woman's life than is stated here. The reason that she bought a Corvette, and I also not quoted, she paid for it to get a bright pink coat of paint on it. Hell yeah. Hot pink. She rolled in that bitch for a while. But she said that she thought that was the most attractive car that there was, and Adam was adamant <laughs> that... That it was it was kind of a a fuckboy car, and that he didn't like it, and that there were so many better cars out there, and she said that she was gonna get the fuckboy car <laughs> as soon as she walked Good. out of there. She said, "I love her." She kind of went, "Okay, finally," and then walked out. She continues to attend therapy, got her GED again. She had dropped out to go follow this man and seemingly lives a good life now as a finance advisor to a few exclusive clients, one of them being her friend, who put Aww. the wrong kind of gas in the car. still put decent gas in cars. Yeah. Well, good. not anymore, because she keeps telling him, stop doing that. It's a very expensive I... mistake. 
You can't do that, that to your boyfriends. If you I want them to stay with you, don't ruin their cars. I wish we had an episode all about uh, that guy. That guy? He doesn't yeah. do very much. Well, I guess he's a prostitute. But... So he actually does, does a lot, he, get it? He actually does a lot, does yeah. A lot. The thing was, is... This episode is over. This is extra information. Perhaps I will make another episode on the, these two people. But she's not a finance advisor. She's a pimp. He's a her yeah. too. Oh my god. Despite actively fighting with the legal system, she turned around and did something more illegal. I love it. Hey. Imagine imagine being a pimp for your best friend. Well, actually, don't imagine being a pimp for your best friend. Because I don't want you to pimp me out. That, um, would, be, that would be very weird of me. That'd be very hey. awkward. <laughs> Alex. Hey, Alex. There's someone waiting for you in, <laughs> in room 23 of the nearby hotel to where you live. Yep. Please go up. <laughs> you would take too much of a cut of it, too. I would. I would totally cheat you out of it, and I would you lie totally about would. how much money we were making. I'd be like, yeah, we only do like $100 a session, and I would be making $300, and you would be making exactly. $75. <laughs> you would take it all to Target, and <laughs> I would never see you again. This is so true. Do you know how many non-witches I could buy with that? A lot. So many? Well, actually, not really. They are like $5 for two okay well if you have like i guess maybe six dollars three hundred we said three hundred for a session yeah except yeah. we're i don't know that because in this hypothetical scenario well i, I get three hundred and you get seventy five so okay, i well if we you get three hundred dollars you can get six hundred for three hundred dollars i could last you over two years if you ate them once a day I think I would get sick of non-witches. I don't love them. Probably. You ready to wrap this up? I'm ready. And just as she goes on living her life in prostitution and more illegal things that she probably should not be doing, we will go on living ours not without doing Without prostitution. Without yep. any of that. that. That's all her. None of us. We are not prostitutes. Just for the record. No, or pimps. As, no, as quoted, I would be a very manipulative fan. <laughs> exactly. I'd like to think that's not true. I, but I've never been a pimp, so I can't true. say. I don't think that I would... If I was a pimp, I don't think that I would be a manipulative pimp. I think, actually, I would feel... I think you'd like, be too much of a pushover to be a pimp. Exactly. I'd be I like, think that my, nah, 200, not pretty enough. And you'd be like, oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't do that because I'd be like, excuse me, my my clients are gorgeous. Yeah. Get out. My problem would be that my clients would be like, hey, can I have like an extra cut of that? And I'd be like, well, you did do all the work. And then I'd just give it to them so I wouldn't make any money. That would be my problem. I think your other issue is that someone would pull out a gun and you'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, here you go. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the money, not the woman. Holy shit. Okay, take it. It's take yours. It, take it all. <laughs> it's not loaded. It's a nerf gun. Do you 
Do you want anything else? Do you want a bottle of wine to go? I can throw it yeah. in a bag. You want a bottle of wine to go? I got some takeout in the fridge. <laughs> or it's a couple days old, but... <laughs> I have some non-witches. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Send in your thoughts, theories, questions, and comments to untruecrimethepodcast at gmail.com. All lowercase for a chance to be featured at the end of the season, which is in, like, three episodes. During our Q&A. Bye! Bye!